You are now entering the Empower Church Network podcast, your source for encouragement and inspiration as we unite the local church in bringing hope to those in poverty. Get ready for today's episode. Welcome to the Empower Church Network podcast. I'm your host, Zach Bauer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, This podcast is really designed to highlight the great work being done by local churches here in Sioux Falls and how they engage and impact those in poverty. Uh, My desire is that you'll be encouraged and inspired as you listen to these stories. Today, I'm joined here with Pastor Randy Gehring from Our Savior's Lutheran Church here in Sioux Falls, along with Nate Rigg, uh, the Housing Program Manager for Community Outreach. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Well, today's episode is going to really focus on the Hezekiah House, uh, kind of the housing initiative that has been started and how the church has been partnering with them. And so let's start off here just with Nate, talk a little bit about community outreach and the Hezekiah House and even how uh, Our Savior's was connected with that. Yes, thank you. Uh, so the Community Outreach is a nonprofit here in Sioux Falls, and it was started many years ago. Initially, uh, churches came together uh, to generate a fund. They found that uh, when different families experienced crisis, uh, that they would might need some help with uh, paying their rent for a specific month. So they were wanting to prevent people from getting evicted and becoming homeless. So this fund was generated and partnering with different churches, and it eventually began to grow and develop into its own entity of a nonprofit. And so it's developed a lot to where we not only are assisting with uh, rent, uh, deposits, but also we have a Genesis program, and that is focuses on a mentoring and a financial literacy program. And so it tackles areas such as debt management, goal setting, uh, budgeting, and really just tackles those finances piece. So in addition to the Genesis, we also recently, uh, this as of this past November, launched the Hezekiah House program. And with that, that goal of the program is home ownership. And so it was made possible through a partnership through Our Savior's Lutheran Church and kind of helping families become more self-sufficient and helping guide them along to a path of of home ownership. That's awesome. Randy, why don't, why don't you share a little bit about how you guys uh, came about this and in conversations with community outreach? Well, it was really kind of cool how it transpired because uh, we were approached actually by another Lutheran church here in Sioux Falls, Gloria Day, who had been unbeknownst to us involved in a Bible study and conversation around what God was leading them to do with regard to issues related to poverty in Sioux Falls. And uh, in the group, there were um, contractors, there were, there were movers and shakers mm, yeah. uh, in the community, and along with people, I think, who were serving on the board at Community Outreach at the time, or at least became board members. And so there was kind of a connection there that began to happen. And then they started looking around town um, for a church that maybe had some open property where something could be built. Um, transitional housing for the working poor is how mm-hmm. they described it. Mm-hmm. And their grand vision when they came to us was to erect um, like an eight-plex um, structure on the south end of our property, uh, complete with a kind of a community room and a small efficiency apartment for an overseer. Um, 
and they thought that they could do the whole thing with donated labor or pretty much donated labor um, and and fund that through fundraising that they felt wow. confident they could get it done. So they were sort of the driver behind it, and they were just looking for a place mm-hmm. uh, next to a church because they thought it would be important for um, the people that were in the program to connect with a church mm. uh, uh, for support and and relationship building. So as we uh, started processing their idea, you know, it was brand new to us, so we had to kind of figure out, does this even fit with mm-hmm. our mission? Um, we eventually came around to recognizing that we already owned four homes in the neighborhood that, you know, with a little bit of work could become sort of the quintessential first-time home buyer kind of home. Wow. And... Um, so then we proposed to community outreach because they were still at the table. Um, what about these houses? Is there a way that we could do this with structures that already exist without going into the fundraising that would be involved and the mm-hmm. construction that would be involved uh, on the south end of our our uh, property? And that idea started to gain traction and become more and more. Man, this this is almost like it was meant to be. Yeah, and. Um, at the same time, we're in the middle of a debt retirement campaign mm-hmm. uh, because the congregation added on in a significant way back in 2009 and now is hard work paying off that mortgage. And uh, as we had conversation in the congregation about the best use of these houses, um, it was a bit of a, a selling job mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. not see the houses as potential assets that could be liquidated to help pay down the debt yeah. um, instead of becoming sort of a tool for mission mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the community. Uh, but eventually we got there. I mean, we just yeah. kept working at it. We took our time. We were patient. We gave many chances to the congregation to talk about it. And uh, eventually when we when we uh, scheduled a meeting for the decision to be made, most everyone at the meeting said, I thought we already made this decision. <laughs> so we'd come all the way down the road wow. far enough to the point where it just seemed like a natural step to take. Yeah. So how long was that process and approval? Uh, if I remember right, it took maybe a year and a half or so from okay. maybe two years from the very start when Gloria Day approached us. But yeah, uh, it took some time and uh, lots of prayer and lots of planning. Uh, we didn't get it right the first time or the mm-hmm. second. You know, you just kind of keep working at it. Okay. Yeah. So this process of recognizing um, this housing initiative, can you guys speak into a little bit about that? What did you find? What did you discover? What was the need? What was the reason for this? Uh, there was a, a big housing need here in Sioux Falls. Uh, some of the research that our team was able to, as they started to research Sioux Falls and what the housing needs were, um, the 201 Helpline Center, as we were talking to them about what they have encountered with housing needs, uh, they actually reported that in 2016 that housing assistance was one of their top three unmet needs that was reported. Hmm. And just to give a little perspective on that, um, in 2017, they had about 44,000 uh, interactions, whether that be calls, emails, oh, or wow. texts. So one of those top three needs was related to housing. Another area that we just had more conversations about, uh, just with the Sioux Falls Homeless Advisory Board, uh, they kind of put out a survey, surveyed, and they asked the question, uh, this was in 2016, what services do you need but that you are not receiving? 
And the top answer that they received was permanent housing. And so it was some of this research that as we started to dig deeper, um, even in our own organization, the community outreach, uh, it was in 2016, we assisted with about 1,268 different cases. Mm. And of that amount, 503 of them were specifically housing-related cases. And so we just kept encountering this housing need and the team took it upon themselves to how can we address this and make mm-hmm. it specific to Sioux Falls and improve the housing need in Sioux Falls. Yeah. Yeah. What, what I like about um, th- the conversation that formed around that topic is that um, we sort of focused in on a segment of the population that was already working. Uh, they had an income, but it just seemed like they didn't have... Uh, the means, whether that was the training that was necessary or, you know, the the support structure around them to to achieve a dream of owning their own home. They were mm-hmm. kind of stuck in a repeating pattern. Yeah. Um, and, and that's so often the case, you know, when people are living in scarcity. Um, but what I what I really appreciate about community outreach and how they joined us in this conversation, they helped us uh, discover that we already have tools in this community that mm. can be leveraged to help people get to a place where they can take that huge but meaningful step yeah. of uh, owning their own home and caring for it in a way that, that really adds value not only to their lives but also to their neighbors. Definitely. What were some of the things that you guys both found in discovering um, some of the hurdles that families and individuals were having into home ownership. For sure, for the community outreach's perspective, what we find, found was for those who were paying, you know, they were working, they were paying their bills on time, they were trying to save what they could, but when they went to maybe thought about a home purchasing process, they became pretty intimidated about that down payment mm-hmm. cost. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, recommended uh, about 20% down payment would be ideal, the perfect scenario. Uh, but you know, when you're barely saving a little bit of your paycheck to start some of that initially saving for, you know, a down payment just was intimidating. And for some just thought unrealistic mm-hmm. for that homeownership possibility or that homeownership dream. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, little Bobby or Susie breaks a leg at school and mm-hmm. all of a sudden now you've got doctor's bills you weren't planning on. And, um, you know, it's just one thing after another, sometimes it prevents people from, ever achieving their dream. Yeah, definitely. So how does the Hezekiah House Initiative work? From our perspective, when we began to start searching for the right candidates, for those who had that dream of becoming a homeowner and those who were essentially willing to make those changes to achieve that. So this is definitely a a three-year program and it begins just with them filling out an application and this application is can be lengthy. It's about 15 to 16 pages, and we do that intentionally. Uh, we want to make sure that they're taking this seriously. Um, it just asks them questions about uh, what's your current uh, situation. Do you feel responsible for that? What does self-sufficiency look like in your life? So some pretty hefty uh, essay questions that we have them speak towards. Um, we really wanted to make sure that the families that were in these homes 
knew the journey that was ahead of them. They knew maybe some of the obstacles and the challenges and the changes that they might have to make in their life to achieve their stream of homeownership and just were willing to make those changes, willing to learn from mentors and others as they kind of went about this process. And so realizing that, you know, sometimes home ownership wasn't for everyone and that's mm. not a problem, you know, as long as they, it was, it was for a good reason. But if it was for them maybe feeling intimidated or that them thinking it would never happen, we want this to be, you can become a homeowner and here's an opportunity that you can join and kind of reach that dream if the right steps are taken. And so kind of that process, uh, it's a three-year program, and it's kind of divided between three years. So the first year is dedicated solely towards our Genesis uh, curriculum, a Genesis mentoring program. Mm -hmm. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. It kind of focuses on the financial aspect and the financial side of the family going through that. So we want to make sure that they are financially stable or at least have a budget in place as they prepare to be a homeowner. So as I mentioned before, they meet with a, um, they meet at LSS with a credit counselor. They understand how much debt they do have. They understand uh, putting up that budget together, what steps they need to take to help improve that credit score. And we have that in the first year. So if they do have a more poor credit score, they have some time to kind of rebuild that up so when they hopefully go to get pre-approved from a lender at the end of year three, that credit score will have improved mm -hmm. quite a bit for mm -hmm. a mortgage loan. And so through that first year, it's that 12 meetings uh, with a mentor specifically. And so that mentors join them, uh, they invite them into their, their life and walk alongside them as they kind of face some difficult truths sometimes when they kind of see how much they owe and mm -hmm. how much... Um, some maybe some bills they have purposely been neglecting because mm -hmm. they're afraid to open those <laughs> bills from collectors. Yeah. And so they kind of just provide that support, that encouragement. They want to establish that relationship of where they can trust them. Uh, most of the time, they're complete strangers that come together. So uh, the first initial meeting or two is just getting to know each other. And then you kind of start digging to some of those harder uh, chapters uh, they kind of discuss what are needs in your life, what are the wants in your life, mm. and how does this work in a budget, and where can we maybe shave off some areas so that we can pay off some more debt so that that credit can be improved. So a lot of the financial education, a lot of that financial kind of revamping to kind of get that budget in place, and it becomes hopefully a working budget for the f next two years to follow. Mm. In addition to the... Uh, the Genesis Mentoring Program, they transition once they get to year two into uh, home ownership skills. And so what we have is uh, we have them attend and take t uh, three, overall three classes, two of them are the home ownership classes. And so one is through LSS, their Home Buyer Express course. And those are basically created to help equip and give the right knowledge and tools for those who are looking to buy a home. So that home buying process, uh, they also go over some maintenance things to be aware of once they do own a home. Uh, certain things what need to happen to you know maintain your home to make sure it's in good condition. You know, simple things that could be as just changing a furnace filter. Mm -hmm. And for those who have always rented, maybe they've never thought about that. Maybe they didn't even know that was a thing because the landlord always took care of those things. So 
we definitely want to make sure that they feel empowered to care for their home, to maintain their home, uh, by having them taking uh, those three home ownership classes throughout that second year. As we kind of get to that third year, it's really getting them prepared to go out and buy that home. So we're working on finding some lenders who are going to partner with us, who we can point them to, who might have a niche in maybe some first-time homebuyer um, opportunities or some possible grants that might be for those who might be more on the low-income side and kind of help them find what's available. And also looking just for some real estate agents who want to kind of be part of this mission as well and, you know, have good idea of, you know, the area and kind of just willing to work with these families as they might be looking to purchase that home for that first time and are we willing to walk alongside them through that. So in a nutshell, those are the three years. The mm -hmm. Genesis uh, Mentoring Program, year one, kind of established that financial stability. Year number two, the homeownership courses and education kind of helped them understand the sustainability of that home and the you know the home ownership education they need, and that last year, uh, partnering with lenders and real estate agents as they go out to prepare to buy that first home. So from the programmatic side, that's a great summary, Nate. Um, these folks that are approved for the program uh, are paying rent every month, and a portion of that rent is being set aside. I believe it's called a cliff vested fund. Is that correct, Nate? Uh, I believe the term we've used is the rent return dollars. That sounds a whole lot better. <laughs> uh, but essentially, it's a it's a program uh, by which they are saving. Okay. Uh, and if they complete the program successfully at the end of three years, then they will have saved enough money, hopefully, for a down payment. Okay, so that money gets applied to yes. their future. Yep. Wow. So even though they're paying this amount for rent each month, they could see you know, a good portion of that come back to oh, them yeah. um, and be utilized in a way that uh, will help them meet their dream. Yeah. Can you guys speak into, and, and maybe Randy, you can speak into this, uh, the power of empowerment in these families' lives? Well, our hope is that um, what we will see through the Hezekiah House program is what I've seen in other communities where... Um, community members uh, end up becoming a support network or or kind of a safety net mm. for those who are sort of living on the edge or the fringe of society. Uh, I, I lived in Iowa for a period of time and became part of a community organizing strategy that ended up um, coming around people in a way that took away all of their reasons for why they couldn't achieve their dream mm. of uh, getting an education that would then guarantee them a working, uh, a livable wage. Yeah. And, um, and that's powerful. I mean, yeah. when, when that first cohort graduated, I mean, the tears were just flowing mm. because these folks who had never achieved a dream in their life, uh, all of a sudden were looking at a brand new future. And so that's what my hope is that um, through the Hezekiah House program, um, not only the church community, but also the broader community, even the yeah. neighborhood, uh, mm -hmm. comes around these folks who are intent on meeting their dream of owning their own home mm -hmm. someday, and they just need a little bit of help to get there. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of the heavy lifting is going to be done by themselves if, yeah. they, if they work the program right. Yeah. No, that's amazing to hear and see the different pieces from community outreach, the resources, the education, uh, the tools uh, to extend uh, to help those families who... 
uh, are working multiple jobs and uh, sometimes maybe have run into obstacles, uh, health crisis, um, a job getting laid off. It affects, it can really uh, affect their life and their family. And this piece here allows them to maintain the dream and hope to own a home, maybe even just get out financially to be a little bit better off uh, than when they started. Uh, but also the community that you see come alongside uh, obviously, the faith element of loving and caring for our neighbors uh, to extend hope, to extend love, to extend not only the mentorship. Uh, I just love those pieces that come into this. So speaking a little bit, we talked a little bit about some of the outcomes on both sides. Um, what's been the approach from our Savior's Lutheran Church on how you guys are approaching this? Well, we're pretty new into the program. As Nate mentioned, it just began last November, <clears throat> and our approach to this point has been to offer these homes that mm -hmm. we own uh, for this very important mission work in our community. And uh, what, what we hope then to grow into is um, not foisting ourselves upon these residents, mm -hmm. uh, our new neighbors, but rather developing a relationship hopefully with them uh, in which, um, you know, we recognize each other's gifts and what we have to offer each other and, um, and, and hopefully um, give them a sense of belonging in the neighborhood mm -hmm. that they maybe wouldn't have gotten had they just been renting somewhere. Yeah. So can you speak into a little bit, how many homes do you have currently? How many families do you have? Um, what was the, the response to people applying for this that you guys saw? There are four different homes that uh, Our Savior's Lutheran had uh, designated for the Hezekiah House program to partner with us. Of those, there are, uh, one of them is kind of a duplex slash triplex, so it's about five units in total cool. that are designated for the program. And so there are five families who are involved, uh, who have started this process of the Hezekiah House. And yeah, as we kicked off, uh, officially made the finalization, uh, there's many applications that came in and that we just sifted through and had the pre-screening process, the interview process I mentioned and alluded to earlier. And initially we found the right families that we thought would be a, a great fit for the program and had a, were willing to put forth the effort and make those changes. So this is currently kind of what we consider a pilot program, correct? Yes, this is the first time this uh, homeownership prog pro program like this has been done like this that we're aware of. Mm -hmm. And so we are trying to s see how it goes and hoping that it's a success and continue to kind of grow as other churches maybe see this and see that it's working, that we are hoping that we can have more conversations about it in mm -hmm. the future. Yeah, yeah, it's the first program in Sioux Falls of its kind, but I believe uh, there are other models like this in other co um, communities around the country mm -hmm. Um, I believe folks from Community Outreach went down to Atlanta and sort of did some uh, research out in the field mm -hmm. um, in a community where, man, that entire community has really uh, developed the model to uh, a scale that involves rehabbing entire neighborhoods wow. and uh, empowering a whole bunch of people at one time mm -hmm. to live into their dream of owning their own home. So we know it works elsewhere. It's mm -hmm. just a matter of finding our own footing and, and yeah. doing it here locally. Yeah. 
So how do you see the potential? What, what are the potential that this could do in a community like Sioux Falls? Well, I, I think that it has the great potential of, um, again, empowering folks who uh, were living with little or no hope of ever owning their own home uh, to become homeowners in a way that um, you know, gives them greater um, self-confidence, a uh, sense of um, belonging in their community, a, a sense of being able to contribute to their community, but also a greater sense of connectedness to their community mm -hmm. rather than just being consumers or users of particular resources in the community. Now they're invested. They're, yeah. they're coming at uh, their citizenship from a different perspective than what they had been before. And, and I think the community, the broader community stands to gain significantly if we're able to um, grow this model to the scale that I referenced earlier mm -hmm. in other communities. So, uh, it's got great potential. Yeah, yeah. yeah obviously, with uh, the city of Sioux Falls growing and expanding and uh, housing uh, continuing to be a difficult situation and and uh, trying to find solutions creatively, I know there's other groups approaching it from similar perspectives. Um, is What's Hezekiah House and community outreach specifically? Um, what's maybe your guys' dream vision for this? Our kind of tagline is that we are a ministry of hope. I know uh, Randy alluded to that as well. And we're here, um, and there's a verse in Galatians that we want to help carry each other's burdens. And so this Hezekiah House is just one branch, as I mentioned earlier, of the community outreach as a whole. And through that, not only giving them hope, but also just helping them take those next steps to become more self-sufficient, to helping them become less dependent on others and helping them maybe to, as through this process, as they become more self-sufficient, to be able to help others and to love on others through this as well. Yeah. So both of you want to just maybe allude to or speak into what, what are a, a, a challenge that you've encountered along the way? Kicked off in November and, and during the pre-planning, excuse me, planning process, uh, we kind of have our had our estimated budget of things and we had a, a slot there for uh, maintenance costs, you know, as kind of taking on those needs of kind of as we become the landlords of those homes. And what we've encountered recently is there's a quite a serious uh, maintenance need in one of the homes. And so it just took a lot of uh, financial costs and burden and it was in the, the duplex home where there was a, a mold issue mm -hmm. and that we weren't necessarily sure if that mold had spread to both units or if it was limited to one. And so we had to hold off that final tent from moving into that home and mm -hmm. starting the program a little bit later, just until we made sure that all the mold had kind of been removed, cleaned, and it was safe for them to move into the home. So it caused a little bit of delay and as we schedule with the repair people it just takes time <laughs> scheduling a, a week or two out and so you just have to wait and it's you know it's a little bit difficult when you do have an empty home sitting there which mm -hmm. there is that rent return portion where they're eligible to receive uh, that portion back but the other half it does help cover cover costs as well as we yeah. move forward so that was an issue that has been resolved and just being aware of 
some of those future maintenance needs that can become quite expensive yeah. as a landlord. So does the community outreach operate as the landlord? And so when they have a repair issue or a house issue, do they contact you and then you guys figure that out? Or is it through our Saviors Lutheran? So we do have a property manager, okay. uh, Real Property Management Express. And so they handle the, the maintenance okay. needs. They submit them to the property manager. Um, but then the, the property manager sends us the bill. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they do kind of take care okay. of those issues. But That's kind of the process. It goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, Randy? What are some challenges or obstacles that you've seen along the way? I think uh, primarily the challenge that we faced early on was even before the program was approved and, and given a go-ahead, and that was just uh, bringing the congregation along to a point where they felt really good about offering these properties for the sake of mission in mm-hmm. the community as opposed to liquidating them mm-hmm. and using that money to pay down our debt. Um, and uh, like I said before, it just takes time to kind of work through that. That was challenging, but you listen to each other and you keep studying scripture together. You keep, you keep praying about it and... Uh, pretty soon the Holy Spirit has a way of, mm-hmm. of directing you where you need to be, and and that's what we experienced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what an amazing opportunity and testimony that will come out of this, that uh, these houses will now turn into um, families that you'll identify with and stories and memories that are made through this process. And uh, what an amazing opportunity to look back as even your congregation can see um, that this house isn't just a building, but it's a it's a family and stories that are being made and yeah. told. One of our hopes actually is that, I mean, Our Saviors is located in a neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, where the homes, for the most part, are, are at least in the immediate area, first-time home buyer mm-hmm. kinds of houses. And perhaps um, those who are part of the Hezekiah House program will end up buying a house in the neighborhood, staying yeah. in the neighborhood yeah. and staying in proximity to our saviors. And uh, from our perspective, that would be awesome just yeah. because we anticipate the relationships that we form with those folks uh, hopefully will last yep. beyond the time that they're in the program. That's cool. That's amazing. Do either of you have a story or a testimony uh, highlight uh, since this first began? Definitely. So I'll share one example. There was a family who... Um, currently part of the program now, and their story was uh, he had just made a, a few poor decisions, had to spend some time in jail, as a result was evicted from the apartment he was living in, and once he was out, he was living with his parents, um, kind of had to be involved in a drug court here in Sioux Falls. Uh, from drug court, we have a good partnership with them, the community outreach, so they referred him to Genesis. Uh, mm-hmm. specifically the financial education, that financial curriculum. And so he started that journey with his mentor. And as Hezekiah House was coming about, uh, he had mentioned th- to his mentor that he was looking to find his own place and kind of move out of his parents' house and was just aware of the Hezekiah House program. And he showed some interest in that and went through the process and applied and was accepted into the program. So mm. the awesome part of the story is at one point he was homeless. And hopefully through not only the community outreach, but also other partnering organizations that in a few years he can potentially be a homeowner. Mm. So that transformation from homelessness to homeownership. Oh, yeah 
is just a beautiful story. And so it is like Randy mentioned, we're about six months in, so we don't have any testimonials yet, but that is just one example of a family who is willing to kind of put in that work and maybe made some poor decisions in the past, but willing to chase that dream and put the work in to achieve it. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, and I, I imagine there'll be countless other stories and individuals that can look back on, um, whether the program or mentorship or relationship with a church member that uh, will significantly impact the trajectory of their life is, uh, I think, amazing. So, well, I want to just uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, I want to thank Randy and your church for the willingness to, to use these homes uh, for God to use as a tool, and uh, what an amazing uh, opportunity to have that uh, available for families to start this journey. Uh, thank you, Nate, for what you do with community outreach and uh, partnering with these families. And uh, I would just encourage any church, obviously, if you're interested in, in more about the Hezekiah House or even this initiative, uh, maybe you're listening to it from another town, another city, that maybe you're interested in how uh, these guys kind of started this. I know that they would both be willing to discuss and chat and give any resources you may have. Uh, if you're in the Sioux Falls area, and I would highly encourage you uh, to connect with Community Outreach on their mentorship program, the Genesis, and uh, how you can even just walk alongside uh, maybe some of these families, but even those in this area that are struggling, that are looking for help and assistance and a love that you can uh, join the program and help, I'm sure, Nate and the Community Outreach would warmly welcome anybody who, who wants to come and mentor and uh, what an opportunity to walk alongside families, not just as a, a program, but like Nate said, uh, to get involved in their life and one another to build that relationship and uh, what an incredible opportunity you and your family could be a part of. And so uh, you can check out the Community Outreach uh, at communityoutreach.org. Um, and uh, they would love to connect you and give you any resources they may have. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, please subscribe on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes, and uh, stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please subscribe on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud.